is your old pal, the real guy, Steve Filchin, eager to tell you about the upcoming show I've got down there with my buddy comedy hypnotist Gary Conrad. Gary and I are going to be at the Catfish Bend Casino in Burlington on Saturday, December the 30th for one show at 8 o'clock. Tickets online or at the door. Uh, and Gary's got a New Year's Eve show there on the 31st. Go to the website for more information about that show. But we're hoping to see everybody turn out on Saturday the 30th uh, as we get to uh, uh, entertain from the uh, Catfish Bend uh, Casino in Burlington. And Gary's going to hypnotize a bunch of people into doing all sorts of crazy things. Looking forward to seeing you then. Well, wrestling is brought to you by the Papwood Locker, uh, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Uh, we got our our uh, wrestling expert Bob Coyle with us, and a special guest. Some people call him the Space Cowboy. Some people call him the Gangster of Love. Uh, but it's Steve Miller, uh, the Fairfield uh, Trojans wrestling coach. Welcome to the program, Steve. Thank you. Appreciate you having us on. All right. Well, Bob. Uh, Take over and have a nice interview. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so uh, Steve, uh, just, can you just give us a quick rundown of kind of the first half of your season and how things are going and um, just kind of what you have to look forward to here in the next couple weeks? Hey, you bet. Yeah, I know the, uh, the first half of our season uh, went really well. I'm uh, really pleased with uh, the way our guys are developing. We've got, uh, I still call it a pretty young team. Um, we only have... Uh, two seniors on the team, or three seniors on the team, I'm sorry. Uh, the refs are underclassmen, you know, a couple or three juniors, and then the refs are sophomore and freshmen. So sophomore, freshmen, juniors uh, fill up our lineup for the most part. And uh, we had some early on success, but we've had some holes in our lineup. We had a, a couple of our returning letter winners that were uh, getting through some football injuries. So... Uh, they'll be coming back into the lineup here after Christmas break and uh, excited to fill our lineup out. We should have a pretty good run to the end of the season. All right. Um, can you kind of just give us a quick, uh, just kind of who's been wrestling for you, kind of at your lower weights and, you know, anybody that stands out to you and just kind of, you know, highlight those guys um, to start with? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, at, at 106, we've got a return of state qualifier in Phil McCabe. He's been wrestling since uh, he was uh, old enough to put uh, uh, Stinglet on. So, you know, we got him back. He's down the way. He's already won a couple of tournaments. Uh, we bumped him up a couple of different times to wrestle uh, some quality opponents. Uh, uh, Weber from uh, Nevada, who was a state racer last year. We lost a close matchup there at a, at a tournament. But, you know, just trying to challenge these kids, get them out of their country zone, get them wrestling good competition. So he's he's holding in there at 106 or 113, wherever we need him. Uh, we got some other young guys, Noel Patel, who can't even tip the scale at 90 pounds yet. So just a strong little uh, strapper who's come a long way. So he's our other six pounder. At 120, we got Hayden Bowman, who's a freshman that does not have a lot of wrestling experience, but, you know, fills in on lineup and, and fights, you know, as hard as anybody. And then we've got AJ Clett and, uh, and Caden Episcopo that help us out at 126, fill in those lineups there. 
and they're doing a good job selling those three for duels. At 132, we got Julian Pumphrey, who's a sophomore. He's a, uh, a really strong kid that is in every match. You know, I, uh, I've been really impressed with him this year that he doesn't, he doesn't get uh, blown off the mat. You know, he's in every match and gives himself a chance, and uh, he's already won a lot of matches before. So really proud of the way he's coming. Um, at 138, we got Aiden Westerkamp, who's a really neat story. He's a sophomore. Last year, he wrestled 170 for us. And, you know, just growing up and testosterone and everything kicking in, he dropped about 40 pounds of, of weight and just a, a nice-looking slender wrestler that has already probably doubled his win total from last year. And then uh, at 144, we got another freshman, Xander Gallison, who is is filling in really nice. I mean, he's won some real quality matches already and uh, has wrestled some some really high-end competition to close matches, and he's always in the match. And then at 50 and 57 is where we've had those uh, those injuries. Uh, guys are going to fill in. It'll be Elijah Simons, who's a junior. Uh, he'll be back after break. And then Jason Miller, um, who's a two-time state qualifier, of course, as well. He'll be returning after break so they'll fill in those spots but neither one of them seen the mat yet this year other than the practice room this last week or two um at 165 another sophomore calvin mcclain who's just a strong hard-working farm kid that is is paul needs to polish up on his technique a little bit but uh you know if he catches you you're in trouble so just trying to get him to be a more balanced wrestler and focus on that technique and not the strength at 170, we got a sophomore, uh, Dane Burkhart, who wrestled in our lineup all year last year. Uh, he was one match away from qualifying for the state tournament. He just came off a win. He just won the Iowa City Regina tournament up there and beat some real good kids up there. So he's doing a fantastic job. And then at 190, uh, one of our upperclassmen, uh, Carter Moore, who actually uh, came in second up there at Regina and as a number four seed. So he knocked off the number one seed and then actually got beat in the finals by the number two seed. But um, he's come so far uh, in a short amount of time. And, um, and then at 215 or 220, we got Dre Smithberg, who is another one of our returning state qualifiers. And, you know, he's, He's a little over 500 record. He got second place up there. Regina as well had a hell of a tournament up there. Um, but he's had some real quality opponents. And, you know, it's kind of frustrating for him because I, I think he expected being a state qualifier. He was going to come in and, you know, he was going to have one or two losses on the year. And he had that, you know, in the first uh, week of the, of the season. And not because he wasn't wrestling good, but because he just had good quality opponents. But, He's been coming in and, and doing extra work, and, and it's really paying off for him. And he's already twice the wrestler he was last year. And then uh, Logan Johnson, who's filling in at heavyweight force. He only weighs about 230 pounds. But, you know, going from a guy that, um, you know, he loves football, and he, he's helping us out on the wrestling team by filling in that spot. And went from probably knowing one move to, you know, probably knowing about 20 moves now. And, just watching him progress and get better at the sport of wrestling been fun. And then we've got a few other guys. We've probably got 24, 26 guys in the room along with four gals um, that are, uh, you know, that are pushing everybody every day. So it's fun. 
that's great to hear you guys got so many kids on the team. That's it's always good when you see um uh you know a team that has not only you know enough to field a team but can fill in different weights and and um you know you kind of do what they need to do to win dual tournaments and stuff. So that always makes it a little bit more fun too, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And for years we've always struggled. We've always had those. Uh, you know, one, two, three open weight classes, and, you know, you're giving up 18 points, you know, right out of the gate, and that means everybody else has got to do their job and get get extra points, and, you know, this year is probably the first year since I've been coaching at the high school, which I think is going on somewhere around 10 years now that, that we've been able to have a full lineup, and, and, you know, it's great, but, you know, the reality of it is, you know, there's, there's plenty of able-bodied kids in a school, in any school, uh, but they just, they don't want to put themselves, you know, outside of their comfort zone. And wrestling, you have to be really comfortable with being uncomfortable. And uh, so many kids just don't want to do that anymore. You know, they want to get in their pickup truck and drive around and uh, stay in the comfort of the cab, you know. And we just need more more people and more schools. And not just wrestling, but every sport just saying, you know what, I want to I wanna help this team out. I may not be the friend, I may not be the the MVP, but I want to be a part of something because that is life, you know, life, you're always going to be a part of a team if you're any kind of a teammate, and I think the best way to build that is in high school sports. Yeah, absolutely, and I know you mentioned, um, you know, we talked to the Wilton coach yesterday, and he, he mentioned as well that he's got kids on his team that are primarily football players that come out because, you know, they thought it would help them, or, you know, like you said, that sense of team. Um, you know, and I think they're having the same thing where it's like, hey, we had a good football team. Well, all these kids are out for wrestling. Let's have a good wrestling team, too. And I know in Columbus, we've got we got three or four kids on our team that are primarily what I call football players, but they're out, you know, trying to better themselves to, uh, you know, be better football players as well. And I think that I don't I, I sometimes wonder if like how like that's almost undersold. I think I know coaches try to sell it a lot, but I think um you know, it helps to have a football coach help sell that, too. I don't know if you have that at your school. I know our school we do, for sure. And, um, you know, that's a big part of getting kids to go out, that, like you said, to get them out of the comfort zone. Yeah, we do, you know. And uh, a long time ago, you know, it used to be you uh, you competed for athletes on your team, you know. A wrestling team competed against a, a boys basketball team to get the best athletes on their, on their team. And, you know, football, you didn't really have anybody to compete against. You know, you had cross country, but either you were a runner or you were a football player. You know, and now it seems like all coaches, you know, if they've woken up to, to the way things are now, it's like, hey, we're, we're competing for bodies, you know. I'm not competing against you. We just want people to participate. And, no, our, our football coach, I mean, he's very adamant. And all of our, you know, coaches are stressing multi-sport, you know, athletes and everything. And uh, so it's a good thing. But, you know, it used to be 80% of a, of kids in a school were involved in a, in a sports activity. And now I would say, you know, that number is significantly dropped. I mean, it seems like I see 80% of the males walking out of our high school and standing in the parking lot, you know, and that's, that's unfortunate to see. And, you know, the schools that get it right, I, you know, it's a combination of everything. It's a combination of the school, the culture, but the parents as well, you know, and, um, you know, if, uh, uh, you, you and I probably close to the same age. And, and when, uh, we got to go to practice, it was, it was awesome because we didn't have to work, you know, on the farm or whatever. <laughs> so we're like, yeah, yeah. help 
you know, I don't, I don't necessarily for years and years and years. Uh, I, I hear these coaches saying, "We need more matches. We need more matches. We need more matches." Well, I, I think to a point. I mean, look at the collegiate level. How many matches do those guys get, man? Are they putting in fifty matches a year? Uh, you know, in a live tournament or any any kind of those live matches? And the answer is no. They're doing it all in the room because it does beat their body up. It does take its toll. And I think we've kind of went the wrong way on this a little bit. And those kids, if if practice right, are getting plenty of uh, plenty of matches in and that time. And you want them to see different styles and different speeds. And that's probably the trickiest part. But I don't think a kid needs 50 matches a year to prove that he's a great wrestler, you know, um, in live competition. I, I think they need to stay competitive throughout the year with freestyle and stuff like that. But they're grown, they're grown kids. Their bodies need a rest, too, you know. And I think some of these kids are still beat up by the time they get out of high school. You don't see them, uh, you know, come to their peak in college because they might have peaked in high school. And, you know, for kids, some kids, that's their goal. Hey, state championship, high school, I'm good. I'm not wrestling next level. But some of these other kids, I think, they want to wrestle the next level. Um, sometimes I think we, we may run them a little bit too hard when they're young, you know, and uh, so we, we try to balance that all out right now. Yeah, no, it's, it's a really good approach. I, uh, I know we do a very similar stuff as well, just because, we, you know, like you said, we have a lot of kids in the room too. So having practice partners is not difficult to do um, when you have, you know, when you have 26, 30 kids in the room. So that definitely helps out. Yeah, it does, and I don't know. I, I recognize your name. You didn't give me any history on you, but I'm like, Coral, that sounds like Columbus Junction over there. I'm like, yeah, we yeah. got to see you guys, and you guys got a good, a really good group going through right now. And it's, I'm, I'm always a fan. I'm a fan of the sport of wrestling and of, of local teams, and to, to see a, a program that's been around for a lot of years and 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 go go through what you guys have gone through, you know, in the last five years to see having this kind of success. I'm really happy for you guys and your coaching staff. And I've always been a fan of, of your head coach and your assistants over there. I like those guys. So I, I can't say that about a lot of coaching staff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, they've, uh, you know, I, you know I, I give them a lot of credit. They put in a ton of work. Um, and they, I mean, they like you said, they do a lot of work outside of just coaching the sport, you know, getting kids to go out, um, you know, raising money out in the community and just being out in the community. And, um, you know, we have a really strong culture for wrestling um, in, in town. Um, that and, I mean, football, and, and Dave knows about football culture, um, but wrestling is just as strong as well. So it's good to see some success back, you know, just and, and the town buzzing about, the you know, some of that success. So. Yeah, and let's be honest, I mean, these smaller towns and smaller communities and, you know, believe it or not, I mean, Fairfield's turning into one of those two, you know, where our enrollment's been dropping over the years and everything, and I don't use that as an excuse at all, but bottom line is, communities are looking for something they get excited about, and most of the time, that excitement comes from high school sports teams and their success, and Unfortunately, you know, Fairfield hasn't had a whole lot to brag about for a while. And, you know, I, I'm down like you. I just, I want, I want people to be proud of their wrestling team, their basketball team, their football teams. And, and not to say that a town's not proud of their team, but it's a lot easier to, to kind of puff your steps out and walk a little taller when your teams are winning, you know. And, 
And, um, you know, winning, I, I heard a long time, you know, winning, winning isn't hard. People make it hard. And it's just trying to get back to that old school culture of, you know, work hard and, you know, prepare, you know, fail to prepare or prepare to fail. And so many kids, you know, they, it's tough for them to want to put the work in that it requires to be good at any level anymore. Um, and I just, I'm just so proud of the guys that, that stick their neck out to step into a wrestling room because as you know, man, it, to me, it's the toughest sport out there. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely grind and it, and you know, I think the, the timing of it is always tough too with the breaks that you have and, and all that. So, after the break, uh, where do you guys head next? Uh, we start. We actually wrestle Tuesday, so we go see Sheridan and North Hampshire, and I think Wayne is going to be there too. So we'll have a, a triangular and center quad with them, and then I believe we go to a tumble where they have about sixteen teams there, and we got Creston and Des Moines Lincoln, and and, and several of the local schools around, and and uh, you know a couple of Des Moines schools and. So it's, it's always good, you know, especially when you get to see some some highly ranked, you know, teams like Creston and, and some of those teams there to see where you stack up. And you know, we finished it was our best term of the year last year. We finished second there last year, and you know, I don't think we're gonna have everybody uh, in, the, in the lineup this year, and we didn't last year, but it'll be harder for because even some was pretty solid, but. It'll be yeah. tough for us to finish second, but I think we can finish top five in a you know in a twenty twenty team tournament up there. So looking forward to that. And then uh, you know we got we go to Williamsburg, we'll wrestle up there. So we get a we get a team, and then we have our big tournament at the end of the year, the Southern Iowa Classic, where we got PCM and uh, Fort Madison and all the conference schools coming around to that. So okay. We've got we got some good competition. We pretty much go Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday from here on out um, until the, the district tournament. Where do you guys go to districts at? Just out of curiosity. Uh, we're hosted at Fairfield. I think you guys come over, don't you? No, uh, we go to Solon. Do you go to Solon? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so. Hosting, so we've got we got Assumption, we got Notre Dame, we got Centerville, Keokuk, Mount Pleasant, uh, Washington, um, I believe is in ours. So um, it'll it'll be solid. I mean, you look up and down at the, the weight classes right now, and there's there's usually, I mean, about every weight class there's at least you know one, most of the time two to three ranked in our district. So it. And it all depends on the weight class and you know how it goes, man. Anything can happen and you tell these kids, man, you know where you feel tough at and you let the kids fall where they, they will, you know. I mean, it's, it's going to be tough getting guys through, but, you know, I, I think they really watered down the state tournament, making it to 24 qualifiers now. Um, in, in all divisions, I think it's more of a participation thing. And and now that they you know everybody wrestles Wednesday and then everybody comes back and wrestles Thursday, I think sometimes the state has forgotten that this sport is not traditionally you know a very rich sport. I mean, you've got a lot of, of kids that you know some of the best items they own are a pair of gears and a pair of wrestling shoes, and 
when you're asking families to go up there and spend two nights or two days in Des Moines, you know, hey, I wish they would get away from that and just go back to the traditional and get 15 guys up there. And I know there's some quality guys get left at home because of that, but there again, I think it gets watered down a little bit with 24 qualifiers as well. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That's a, I mean, just from experience, I can tell you that that's an expensive trip. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, comparative to all the other high school sports and the way that they run their state programs, right? Um, that's yeah, part yeah. of And if you look at the, the end of the year revenue, you see the sport that brings in the most money for Iowa High School Athletic Association, and it, it's wrestling. It's state tournament wrestling. And, yeah. you know, and, and I like that wrestling's that popular in Iowa, but there again, like you said, it, you, you know, you, you take a family of four up there and, dang, forget Christmas and uh, vacation, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's pretty pricey. Like uh, I said, I think, um, yeah, I agree with you on the 2014. I mean, that's that was quite a change. And I actually thought when they did it, they were just going to keep eight, eight sites and then just take top three, which I thought would actually help the problem with leaving good guys out. But then they added more sites, and it's like, well, you kind of just did the same thing again, you know? Yeah, and, you know, I, uh, I'll i probably get a call from, from Boone or something. Uh, even somebody will get a hold of this conversation. But at the end of the day, it's really turned into kind of like the, the Iowa Girls Athletic Association used to do it. You know, when you when you look at regionals and districts, it's a geographical area. Well, now what the state is doing is they're picking and choosing where everybody goes to these host sites. So, you know, somebody will drive right past Fairfield to go wrestle districts and so on. And basically what the state's done is saying, hey, we know who the better teams are, and we want to spread them out, and the rest of you guys are just going to fill in, and hopefully you make it through. And you know, people people complain like, "Well, BS are making us do that." And I said, "Well, the only way to change it is for us in Southeast Iowa, you know, to get tougher, to start winning more, and to start beating, you know, some of these uh, suburban, you know, rich school districts to limit enrollment to, you know, athlete. Oh yeah, you're an athlete. Yeah, you can come to our school. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah. else, no, you gotta live here. You know, but." Um, so that, that's kind of my gripe with it, but you know, until you start winning and, and you let the state, the state recognizes like, Oh God, they, they got some good stuff there. Well, just be prepared for it. Cause I, last year they sent us all the way to Benton, Benton community, you know, or two years ago to Benton. And I'm like, how do we go from a sectional all the way down from Southeast Iowa all the way up to Benton community? Well, they had to separate the Mount Vernons and the Williamsburgs and the West Delawares and, and the assumptions, you know. I mean, yeah. everybody gets to pay to play. They kind of get a pick or they kind of get taken care of. And I wish some of that, you know, gerrymandering would go away. But I know why they're doing it, you know. Yep. Yeah, we've uh, we've been to – we went to Benton, I think, that same year that you guys did. And then, uh, and then it was at Williamsburg for districts. And then we were at Williamsburg last year. Um, and I think the last two years that we've been at Williamsburg, there was a district at Washington. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Washington's and you 20 minutes from us. To go to Williamsburg, you know, that's baloney, you know? Yeah. <laughs> when everybody's complaining about school budgets and transportation and everything in the state, so, yeah, you're going here. <laughs> yeah. Now, I will say, 
I will give some props to Williamsburg because there is no better gym in the state that I've seen thus far for watching any sport. Yeah, I would agree with that, with that walk around up top. Oh, man. Yeah, you have yeah. room to, to see and, and the space. I agree with you. That, that's a great setup. And, and honestly, I, I love going to communities like that because they know wrestling. They know how to run a wrestling tournament. They know yep. they got the right scores and right boppers, you know, all that kind of, and all that stuff matters, you know. And sometimes you go to these schools and they don't even know how to run track wrestling, you know. They're saying, Hey, can you come help us with this? And they're like, Come on, man, this is your turn. <laughs> yeah, we've been to a couple of those this year, in fact. Uh, but, but yeah, no, that's why I always tell people, man, Williamsburg, if you get a chance to go to something there, or if your school is ever considering adding on, and you're going to build a gym, go build one like Williamsburg because that is a great setup. Yeah, it is. They got it done right there. And, uh, and you know what, they, that, that, I, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not a hater, you know, and those, way program is those are the programs that I, you know, I admire. I, I like them because they, they, they just homegrown kids for the most part. I know they get a little help from a few, uh, you know, uh, school sharing projects or whatever you want to call it. But, yeah. You know, it can't take it away from schools like that and that community. I mean, they, they support it. And if you want a good program, man, it's got to be family. It's got to be community. It's got to be coaches. It's got to be everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, speaking of that, you got anybody you want to just name off as um, – you know, you mentioned you had quite a few coaches, volunteers, parents, just anybody that kind of helps you guys tick. I mean, I know how much work you guys put in, and I know there's probably a lot of other people that put in a lot of work. So you have anybody you want to just mention? Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, you know, our, uh, our, our activities director, he was actually my high school wrestling coach, Jeff Fortright. Um, he, he runs, you know, the activities, uh, the activities director there at Fairfield, and he's Usually one of the first ones in the building, and most times, uh, if, uh, you know, he's the last guy to leave, you know, helps even paint the football field. And, um, he's just a tremendous asset, not only to the sport of wrestling, but, you know, to our school in general. So he's amazing. You know, our coaching staff, like I said, uh, you know, we've got, we got three paid positions, and everybody else is volunteering, but Dane Cool, who is a former wrestler of ours in State Place, so he's back volunteering. Uh, Bill Glenn, uh, the famous Bill and Dan and Bob Glenn boys from Fairfield, and Dan Russell from Iowa from Canada, and Bill Russell from Angels. Bill's back in town, and he's helping out, and his boy's coming down and helping us. He's out of college, or in college, and is down helping us this week. Um, Troy Seeley, who was an official of the year, he's a big part of our program now. Adam Foreman, 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 Wrestler. And, you know, we probably got two of the best middle school coaches in the state, and uh, Jeff Guthrie and Tyler Pilsen, who are those state, you know, placers for us, and they run a middle school program. But really, it's just kind of our kids' program. Uh, we don't want to, you know, like a diehard speedboat going to beat you and tell you to submit into being a machine. But, you know, we got 100 kids in our little kids' program, and can help run that. Jeff and Tiny help run that. And then uh, Dan and Travis Mondia go to these tournaments with these kids. And, you know, they're all volunteers. And, you know, they just they help out. And we help them out as much as they can. But, 
if you don't have a feeder program like that, that at least gets kids interested in your sport, you're in trouble. So it's kind of from the ground level up. And, yeah, I'm leaving out a lot of people, but there's there's so many people that know pro program that that is amazing. I'm just thankful for each and every one of them. Yep, that's great. And you mentioned little kids program. I can tell you from experience that's that's a huge part of your program. You get that many kids in there on a regular basis. You're gonna have some kids out for high school wrestling in the future. You know, and that's that's a big part of it. It is, you know, just exposing you instead of letting somebody else knock it before they ever even had a chance to, to be a part of it, you know. And, um, it, it is very, like I said, we don't we don't push tournaments, we don't push USA you. It's like, look, come in here, learn the basics, have some fun, uh, figure this sport out, and then if you want to start competing a little bit, we'll help you. We'll give you the school, we'll give you the shoes, we'll give you everything you need, and. Um, it's, it's really has helped us out uh, tremendously, and we probably got the biggest sports, youth sports program, well, I know we do, youth sports program in, in Fairfield, and it's all because of the volunteers and the people that help run it. So, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah you, know, it, it, you know, though, man, I tell you what, getting them to middle school is one thing, and then getting them from middle school to high school, it seems like once they get a vehicle and find a girlfriend or whatever, it's like, oh, man, now I've got some more complete obstacles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It seems like every time you go from youth to junior high to high school, you lose about 50%. Yeah. You know, and just, it's just, it's just part of it. So you have anything else that you want to talk about before, we, before we're done? No, I'm just, you know, thankful that you guys are calling and doing this kind of stuff because it's great to be able to uh, – help people uh, maybe, you know, get some exposure to the sport and, and seeing here and it. And, uh, I just, I appreciate you guys taking your time. I know you guys get to do this kind of stuff. And just because you care, you know, and I just wish more people cared about a little bit more of everything in life and probably a little bit better. Yep. All right, last question. If you make a Steve Miller joke at practice, do the kids even realize it or get it? No, they have no clue. Um, <laughs> I don't even know, like, Steve Miller band. Uh, songs are even exist and everything. Most of my jokes are about at the third grade level, and they still kind of struggle with them sometimes. But uh, now we, we try to keep it light and keep it fun, but we got some characters in our room, so they've actually got some, some pretty good one-liners in there. And they, they heard enough from these college kids this week. Oh, yeah. my game, All right. Well, uh, I do appreciate it. This is uh, Steve Miller from uh, Fairfield uh, on with us today. And just appreciate giving an update on the uh, on your team and then kind of where you're going here in the next couple months. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mr. Paul. Yep. Good luck. Hey, thank you. You guys as well. Hey, everybody. This is your old pal, the real guy, Steve Pilchett. Eager to tell you about the upcoming show I've got down there with my buddy comedy hypnotist Gary Conrad. Gary and I are going to be at the Catfish Bend Casino in Burlington on Saturday, December the 30th for one show at 8 o'clock. Tickets online or at the door. Uh, And Gary's got a New Year's Eve show there on the 31st. Go to the website for more information about that show. But we're hoping to see everybody turn out on Saturday the 30th 
uh, as we get to uh, uh, entertain from the uh, Catfish Bend uh, Casino in Burlington, and Gary's going to hypnotize a bunch of people into doing all sorts of crazy things. Looking forward to seeing you then. This is the 